Okay. So maybe you could just start by just telling us what you guys have been doing for the last 20 years. Um, just give us the basic background and get us up to speed. I go first. Yeah. Um, so in 2008 is when I started this whole plant-based journey. I uh, lost my dad to cancer. And exactly 10 weeks after he passed away, I was diagnosed. So that was really the one-two punch I needed to get my nutrition on track. Um, and for a couple of years, I, I figured, tried to figure out, you know, what causes cancer? How do I not get it again? This is a very scary thing. So then um, in 2011, I started a company called STL Veg Girl, St. Louis Veg Girl, where I was doing classes and grocery stores and schools and doctor's offices and, you know, all the all, libraries, all the places. And um, got away from that a little bit, started a, um, a food delivery company, um, worked out of a, out a, out of a um, commercial kitchen. Um, so it did a lot of things during, during the years, trying to figure out this whole plant-based business. And uh, I was also working in, um, I was working at uh, an anesthesiology practice also. So that was like my day job. So I was doing this STL veg girl kind of thing on the side. And in 2014, I left my corporate job because STL veg girl was doing much better. Um, and people here in St. Louis, Missouri were like, oh, what is this plant-based diet? I kind of get it now. So I was getting a little more business. Then um, in 2017, I had my food for life certification. I went through Cornell University for uh, plant-based nutrition certificate. Um, I went through well coaches for the, um, the health coaching. And I was doing a lot of classes, a lot of cooking classes. And I was starting to see some people who had reversed their type two diabetes, reversed their heart disease, their PSA levels went down. They were really starting to heal themselves just by putting more vegetables or plants on the end of their forks. And, but then I would see a few people who would just slide back and they would start adding in the foods that got them in trouble in the beginning. And then of course they were getting sick again, right? right? They were back on the meds. They were spending all the money on the meds. They were just not at a good place. So I was thinking about this one night and I thought, I wonder why somebody specifically who does take control of their health, change their health outcomes. Why would they then go back into eating those foods? So I put on my my uh, health coach hat. And I thought, you know, I think that it's support, right. you know, I think that, you know, unless you have support around you, you're going to go back into those bad habits. So, and, and when you, when you change anything in your lifestyle, maybe you want to stop drinking so much or at all, maybe you want to quit smoking, maybe, you know, maybe you want to exercise more there. It's easy to find support for those kinds of things, right. but when you want to change the way you eat, oh my gosh, you know, it's a solo mission, hundred percent of the way. And you have to be an expert, right? So, um, I, I was seeing a lot of people I, that I personally saw a lot of people go back into their old habits of eating because they did not have the support. So I thought, you know, we got to create it, right? right? So I um I contacted some people who I know in this this plant-based arena that are, you know, pretty well known and I have the sincere pleasure of knowing. I called them separately and I said, "Listen, I'm thinking about opening a brick and mortar place, brick and mortar support culinary school something for just plant-based living or plant-based eating." I said, "Do you know of anybody in I don't know, like um, Berkeley, California, or Brooklyn, New York? You know, places that are you know really progressive. Is there anybody who has just a solely a plant-based educational facility?" And they both said, "No, because they're doing what you're doing, Karen, which is what we were all doing at the time, and we were service-based. We were going places to spread the word about plants." 
And I thought, well, that's just silly because if somebody's really sick or they need to find support, we cannot be moving targets. We've got to have a place. So for, that was 2017. So in 2000, yeah, 2019. So I saved everything I had for two years and 2019, the anniversary of my dad's passing, uh, August 13th, we opened up the nation's first plant-based nutrition and culinary education center, the center for plant-based living, which is where we are coming from, to you from right now. Right. And, you know, Karen and I met, so, so my journey, and it's interesting to me how many, um, how many people I know, professionals or physicians who, who came to, to lifestyle medicine, plant-based nutrition through their own personal health issues, including myself, right? So, you know, I trained here in, in, in St. Louis at Washington University, and you know, I thought I was a pretty smart guy. But, you know, I just kind of would, my perception of what a healthy eating was, was regurgitating the, the food pyramid, right? Low fat dairy, lean meat, fruits and vegetables, whole grains, and, you know, don't eat too much ice cream. And, and found out, unfortunately, um, in 2010, 2011, that you can't outrun a mediocre diet because after a knee injury, um, I had to wait a few months to get surgery. I was really busy and I started to gain weight. And then I didn't do the rehab after surgery and I gained more weight. And the next thing I know, I, I was a patient. I actually went into atrial fibrillation. Uh, and it turns out I had undiagnosed sleep apnea that came on because of the weight gain. And I finally went and saw my doctor and you know, my cholesterol's through the roof. I got borderline diabetes. I got borderline blood pressure. And, you know, I'm seeing friends of mine that I trained with, you know, world-class docs here in St. Louis. No one ever had a conversation about lifestyle. It was CPAP machine and antiarrhythmics and statins. And, you know, I knew where I was headed because I was, I was in my early fifties at the time. And, you know, I was on the trajectory that almost every single one of my patients was on. And one day I was laying on the couch and I stumbled across Forks Over Knives, the documentary and thought, wow, food is medicine. Who knew? So I uh, made a commitment that summer to, to go on to transition to plant-based diet and rehab my knee. And probably four or five months later, I had lost 40, 50 pounds. My cholesterol dropped 100 points. My atrial fibrillation went away. The sleep apnea went away. I'd had lifelong allergies and asthma. That all went away. I could exercise again. And so, you know, obviously, you realize pretty quickly if, if what's good for me is also good for my patients. So I really started to transition my, my practice to... Um, uh, more of a you know plant-based uh, lifestyle medicine focusing on plant-based diets and karen and i actually met um at the very first plant-based nutrition conference in, in naples florida and and it turns out we were both teaching plant-based cooking classes at the same cooking school and didn't know it you know different nights and so we started to collaborate uh, doing classes and when karen opened um um, uh, the Center for Plant-Based Living, she asked me to be her medical director. I actually relocated. I moved um, um, in the end of 2015 to Washington, D.C., where I now live, and I'm to serve as the medical director for the Barnard Medical Center, which is, uh, 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 I think Neil spoke, uh, Dr. Barnard spoke uh, uh, the first day of your conference, and, uh, um, um, and it's a lifestyle medicine practice with a focus on, on um on plant-based nutrition primarily. And so, you know, it's, it's just, it's, you know, and once you have this knowledge as a physician and once, you know, you have as a chef, you, we can't unhave it. Right. And we both feel it's so important to stand on the top of every mountain and share, you know, what we've, what we've learned so that we can help other people, you know, attain, you know, regain, attain and sustain um, their health. Great. Thank you. So I guess the question is, I've been interested in plant-based nutrition for a long time. <clears throat> We've had the real truth about health. This is our 10th conference. Um, 
And we've had a lot of great speakers. And I think it's really great. I'm very excited. I like all the wonderful speakers. They're really smart. They have great resumes. They're, you know, went to great colleges. And I'm totally sold that this is a great way to do to go. But we're trying to be genuine here. And we're trying to be the real truth, not propaganda. So when I look on the internet for speakers for our conference, I find that along with all these amazing plant-based people, there's a bunch of people screaming their heads off about the keto diet, the paleo diet, eating right. animal products. And even though I feel like I've learned a lot, I'm thinking maybe I'm not an expert. So in the real world, with your real patients, with the real people you deal with, what is actually happening? Is everyone who adopts a whole food plant-based diet thriving? Are people still, I mean, compared to people who are doing the keto diet? Like what, what's really happening in terms of obesity, cancer, heart disease, and not just after three weeks, what's happening 20 years later? Like, do we know anything about what really is happening in the real world with people who eat on a whole food plant-based diet in terms of their health outcomes compared to not only the standard American diet, which we know isn't so good, but like a keto diet where they're also giving up processed food and white flour and sugar, but they're using a lot of animal products. Any, any thoughts on that? Well, I'd like to start with just saying, you know, I know that especially in this world of everything, you know, you can get all the information right here, right now. And that's what we all want. And I will tell you that a plant-based diet, a whole food plant-based diet, no to low oils, all those things, it is the most progressive and yet the most in the most conservative approach to right. to getting to regaining very very good health now here's the thing so jim and i are actually on staff at at a health immersion and um we they do we do these a couple couple times a year and the people who come to this health immersion are very sick it, it is health health insurance does pay for it it's actually for whole foods employees um but it is incredible to me that so many people who come to this health immersion are so, so sick. They've been, they've been taking type two, type two diabetes medications for 20 years or plus. They have just all the chronic illnesses you could, you could ever imagine just piled into these people for years and years about the, the invert, the immersion is six days long. And I'm not kidding you within 70, probably 72 yeah. hours, maybe even less than that. We start to see people pass out and it's because they are then over medicated. Right. Okay. So this, this health immersion that we do, there's no smoothies. There's no, there's no like crazy exercise, a, a lot of exercise. There's no supplements. There's nothing. They, the food is all whole buffet food. style and it's all whole food plant-based. Now it is doctor driven. So there are Dr. Scott Stoll's there, Jim's there, and some other physicians. And, but people become over-medicated because their bodies start to heal so fast. Right. It is amazing. If we give our bodies just a little bit of help, we want to be, we want to be healthy people. Right. I mean, we all know of, of functioning alcoholics and people who are, you know, uh, on drugs and they're, you know, functioning parts of this, of the society. But if you give yourself just a little bit of help, it's amazing how fast your body will take over that health will take over. And Jim can even, I mean, Jim's going to have it ton more to say, but he can really talk to what's happening down right. the road years later. So, so Steve, I think that, you know, a couple of issues you bring up that are important to understand. So first of all, when we look at evidence, because I practice evidence-based medicine, we, 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 you know, 
everything we do in the in in at the Barnard Medical Center, everything we do in our classes here, the, the information we provide is evidence-based. And as you well know, uh, nutrition research is notoriously difficult to do. Um, you can't do the the kind of the gold standard double-blind controlled study because you can't take small children and put half of them on a plant-based diet for their whole life and the other half, you know, standard Western diet and see what happens. So we, we know in many ways we have to rely on, on, um, on uh, population studies and things like that. And I mean, the other problem is, 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 you know, where does, when, when you, you know, when we look at studies, for example, with type two diabetes, um, that shows that metformin, you know, makes your diabetes better. Who's funding that, right? What's the pharmaceutical companies? There's no big blueberry that's out there funding research to really take a hard look and generate hard science oftentimes around the benefits of plant-based diets. Now that doesn't mean it's not out there. PCRM actually is, is one of the, been, Neil's been one of the leaders in, in research. The PCRM has a, a research department. They've done a lot of really foundational work looking at, at type two diabetes, for example. But there are lots and lots and lots of studies looking at, for example, Dean Ornish's work around prostate cancer that, you know, when you go on a plant-based diet, your, your PSA lows go down in a profound, what's called epigenetic effect. The, the, um, um, they were able to show that over 500 cancer, prostate cancer promoting genes turned off. You look at Ornish's work, I think the speaker before this came up, uh, Ornish's work on, on heart disease reversal, um, um, some of Neil's work comparing um, uh, plant-based diet to the standard ADA diet for diabetics, you know, on and on and on. So um, there's a lot of emerging evidence around autoimmune diseases. So th there is a growing body of evidence. And I, and, I, and I think the problem is though, and, and the challenge, and one of the things that Karen and I, are, and Karen does a great job with, and we're both trying to, 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 to accomplish is, I think what makes this so hard for everybody, you know, eating is a learned behavior. And once we learn it, we just stop thinking about it. And, and um, um, it's kind of like driving. Driving is another example of a learned behavior. And when we, once we learn how to drive, our brains stop thinking about it. And there's an evolutionary reason for that. And that's because if we had to think about everything we did, we wouldn't have seen the ripe berries and we wouldn't have seen the leopards and we wouldn't have lasted very long. So, so our subconscious brain automatic, automates tasks pretty quickly eating being one of those, but driving is another. So, you know, you get in your car, you don't think about putting on your blinker, your brake. You move to London tomorrow, you got to learn how to drive on the other side of the street, right? And it's going to take three to six months of really focusing on the, that, the, the new behaviors you have to have. What side of the road am I on? How do I go through the roundabout? And then one day you get in the car and that's how you drive. And you wouldn't drive on the wrong side of the road in moderation, now would you? No, right? Because you'd only have a moderate number of head-on collisions and run over a moderate number of pedestrians. So the problem is with diet, that head-on collision, that heart attack, that stroke, you know, breast cancer, colon cancer, that head-on collision might be 5, 10, 20 years down the road. And so it's very hard sometimes for people to stay focused long enough to develop new habits around healthy eating and healthy lifestyle so that they, to avoid that, that head-on collision. And, and so again, what, what we're, what Karen's trying to do at the Center for Plant-Based Living, what we do at, at, at the Barnard Medical Center is really work a lot on behavior change. I mean, we don't, I mean, we don't need any more research on what's the best diet to lose weight, prevent diabetes, reverse heart disease, et cetera, et cetera. That, that, that there is a solid, solid body of evidence out there that we know that at least a plant forward diet and most, you know, whole food plant-based diets, the optimum diet.